Welcome to the Banger Alert podcast. What the fuck? No, that's my line, bro. Welcome to the Banger Alert podcast. Shut up. No. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Banger Alert podcast. What's my- up, guys? Welcome- <laughs> Damn it, Taylor. Shut up. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Banger Alert podcast. My name is Mitch. And my name is Tootaloo. <laughs> yeah, bro. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Banger Alert podcast. <laughs> I don't know why I got so mad, bro. Fuck you guys. I felt like identity theft. <laughs> you stole my line. Well, you bro. weren't saying the line, so I said it for you. Shit, we were just having a jovial conversation. <laughs> All right, dude. <laughs> What's up, guys? Welcome to the Banger Alert Podcast. My name is Mitch. My name is Tanalo. And uh, today we got we got some interesting shit for you, bro. Uh, Tanalo, you want to you wanna talk about the, the schedule today was on the docket? <laughs> Is <laughs> this like a meeting? Like, all right, everybody, like, if you'll please open a copy of your agenda, we'll go to, you know, Article A, subsection. All right, this is stupid. <laughs> all right, are we good? Yeah. We, yeah okay. Yep. So, I had this band. <laughs> God damn it. Fuck. I'm not trying to, 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 to. I'm an idiot. Oh my god! Uh, I haven't had this hard of a time keeping a straight face since I was in middle school, my guy. Oh, it's just—it's been a long day at work. It's just been like, I know, oh man, I can't wait for my friend to come over so we can talk know, about I've, music. I've been looking forward to this all day. Yeah. And now that you're here, like that goofy energy is coming out. And it's just like it's not necessarily good for radio, but it's happening. If this <laughs> makes it to the fucking podcast, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I apologize. Stop it. What are you? What are you, did you we're did cupping you, the mic. Did you move your your pop filter? <laughs> we were cupping the mic, bro. <laughs> you moved your pop filter. <laughs> I wanted to get closer. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, everybody. Why, why do you? Why do you like? <laughs> like you intentionally like muffle yourself. All right, whatever. Oh, you're right. I'm I'm, I'm sorry. You're right. I'm, I'm sorry, dude. Holy that shit. was really wrong of me. I shouldn't have done that. Oh my fuck. Ow. Oh, Jesus. What happened? Did you shock yourself? Ow, no. My hand just hurt. <laughs> Are you sure you didn't just shock yourself? Yeah, I'm positive. Like, it was it was like my tendons. Oh, did you just get like a hand cramp? I guess I was I was trying to twist the mic thing like this, oh, and my hand just went, ah, no, we can't do that anymore. Bro, you know, okay, don't do this shit, but if you grab your thumb, <laughs> seriously, if you hold your thumb like this, uh-huh. this is going to be great for the podcast. You know, you can't see what I'm doing. <laughs> Put your thumb in the palm of your hand and wrap your four other fingers around it. Yeah, make a fist wrong. If you make a fist the incorrect way and then you go like towards your pinky with your hand, you'll tear the tendon right here in your forearm ah. and you'll fuck your thumb up. Ah, I can feel the stress. I saw like a thing on like Facebook about that. That's ridiculous. Like how fucking fragile are we, bro? Well, I've been having problems with allergies right now. Like, yeah. Incapacitating problems with allergies. <laughs> and allergies don't need to fucking exist. That makes me want to be like... Where was my homeland? Let me go back there so that I'm not allergic to the fucking right? world. You know what I mean? Right, dude? Like, I'm in my house, and I've taken all the allergy pills, and I'm just like, I can't breathe, and I can't stop sneezing. How the and fuck? And my nose is leaking. Do so many humans exist when... I, I, I'm getting way too fucking <laughs> righteous about this shit, but like... Allergies are some real shit, bro. I feel like if we just go back to where our ancestors literally, li- like, if where the fuck is the caveman that lived for, you know, 
that family for hundreds of thousands of years in Wales. Right. Or whatever the fuck. <laughs> wherever they came Specifically from. Specifically Wales. Yeah, in Wales, where the fucking homeland is. If I go back there, am I allergic to the, the trees like I am here? Probably not, right? Dude, I have no idea, man. I, I don't know. It took me like... It's such a mishmash of people at this point. I've got like six different heritages. Bro, <laughs> dead ass. Cats, allergic. Dogs, allergic. Fucking grass, allergic. allergic. My girlfriend's hair sometimes, allergic. <laughs> Seriously? Dead ass. <laughs> Trees. That sucks. Allergic. When the leaves fall, allergies. When the leaves grow back, allergies. allergies. Say it with me. Fucking allergies. Flowers, really pretty. Fucking allergies. I see a bumblebee, that's great. Allergies. When you eat a tree nut. Allergies, bro. When I eat a tree nut, it's death. There's <laughs> sense of impending doom. Dude, we were supposed to record on Sunday, and I was literally like, dude, nah. Allergies. Like, I can't. Yeah. And I took so much allergy meds. Wow. That was a sentence. <laughs> and I took so many allergy meds that I literally, it was like 3 p.m. And I was like, I'm going to go to bed. And then yeah. I just went to sleep because I couldn't deal with existing because yeah. of allergies. Right. <laughs> One more time for the back. Allergies. Bro. Bullshit. Water's too cold. Bullshit. Allergies. Water's too warm. Allergies. You know what I'm not allergic to, though? What? This new song we got set. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, bro. No, it was actually pretty slick. Yeah, right? Uh, this band, Trauma Lanes. Trauma Lanes, hello. What's up, guys? Y'all are awesome. They actually sent us a song. I feel bad. So they emailed us on like a Wednesday. I didn't see it until like Friday. Or Dude, not, just, it, it was, it was just, some, the, just the way of things. I mean, it was like it was a two or three day difference, but they sent me an email. All kinds of links to their Spotify, to a YouTube channel, to some other stuff. And they have a new track just dropped. It's called King of Thieves. I gave it a listen. It's a banger, dude. It's yeah, really, it sounds really, really good. good. Really sick. I didn't know that I liked it. It has like a hard rock feel to it with like, you know. It definitely does. It's it's like the the more hardcore screaming with a with like a rock and roll kind of vibe. Kind of like a, yeah, like sort of a rhythm to it. They're from Ontario, I think. Which is in Canada. Thanks. There's an Ontario, New York, smartass. Oh, I actually, I legitimately <laughs> didn't know that. I have family that live there. <laughs> let, me, let me rescind my, my fucking angst, bro. But yeah, oh trauma lanes. Really yeah. sick. What's uh, up, guys? Y'all are fucking sick. I like your music a lot. Thank you for sending us your track. We're going to shout it out right now. It's yeah. happening right now. We're going to listen to it. And we're going to comment on it right now. Fucking sick, bro. That was pretty dope. That's a great song. Yeah. No, I, I really enjoyed it. Tell me if you agree with this. It had like a classic vibe to it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Like I was going to say, well, some people classify like every time I die as like Southern style hardcore, mm-hmm. but they just call it Southern because it's like, rock, it and, like rock and roll, like bluegrass. Yeah. Riffs. A little bit of like a swing or yeah, something to it. With like the band and Danny, you know right, what I mean? Right, right, right. Um, but yeah, I thought it was sick. I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I did too. Also, the artwork for it too was pretty cool. The shadows like walking up the stairs and everything. Yeah, I thought the the presentation was good too. Yeah, because I, I first watched it on on YouTube. But yeah, good job, guys. That, yeah, that sounded great. Yo, crushed it. That part was really. It was. Uh, <laughs> I love it. Two fifteen. It's take it or leave it. We're taking it. You're leaving it. Because we're the king of fucking thieves, my guy. <laughs> That's so sick. I I like the riffs. Nice and simple. Like there there wasn't anything like too complicated or crazy going Enough on there. Like stuck in your head that dun Right. You know. It's classic rock enough to be approachable, but it's also hardcore enough to still slap. Scratch the itch, yeah. Yeah. I like the vocals too. 
Yeah, they were very, very good. The you, highs were I feel solid. Like it was like a, a blend of a couple different influences there. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you got that. Yeah, a little bit. I was who, trying who to did it remind you of, dude. The first time through, and this is probably not placed. I was trying to figure out who the vocalist sounded like, and it, my first thought was Under Oath, but then I was like, Nah, no, it's, no, it's not quite that. But there's somebody that it reminds oh, me of a shit, lot. There is somebody. You know oh, that's I mean? gonna fucking piss me off if I can't think of it. Sometime later, after we looked up some songs. Was that it? That's it. That's it. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> I fucking found it. All right. It's subtle. It dies today? Yes. Yeah. It, it, okay. It's not exactly like that, but. <laughs> I, I definitely can hear it. Yeah. No, that's, it reminded me of it dies today. So <laughs> there's that. <laughs> Good job, guys. Nice you little were, waste of time. Successfully sent Tantalo on a scavenger hunt. <laughs> God, that was going to bug me. My brain just will not let. I, I like, can see it in your face. I was like, we can't move on. It will not let details go. Like, <laughs> unless, unless I can, cause I knew it. I knew there was a thing and it was going to. Yeah. So, okay. Trauma lanes. Sounds a little bit like it dies today. Not the music, just the vocalist. Just the, just the vocalist. And yeah, only yeah. in one way. <laughs> you know what? No, fuck it. It doesn't sound like it dies today at all. <laughs> I mean, it kind of did a little bit. I wasn't like coming at you for it. <laughs> Dare you make that comparison, Tater? Though, anyway, anyway, <coughs> sick. Thanks again, guys. So, what album are we gonna listen to today, my guy? Dude, today we are listening to fucking Parkway Drive. Dun 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 dun. Yeah, we're gonna Hell listen yeah. to Horizons. So, I just want to take you back to 2009, right? That was the story time. Yeah. The the Dark Knight was still, you know, it came out in 2008, but you know, it's still fresh in everybody's mind. You know, okay. I was in, I was in high school, never been to a concert at this point in my life. Really? Yeah. The the iPhone three, I think was current in 2009. Maybe I, I keep forgetting. I'm like four years older than you. Yeah. No, it doesn't. Yeah. Because we're, you know, adults now, it doesn't seem like that much. Um, yeah. It doesn't matter. But like I was a, I was a senior when you were a freshman, that kind of thing. In 2009, bro, I was still surfing i would discover music by the youtube recommended section and i would still buy music on itunes because you know we had that debacle with the motionless and white thing a couple episodes ago you know yeah um had never been to a concert yet and i heard carry on for the first time and it changed my entire life and i'm really excited to tell you some more stories about this episode but as it as it tends to do carry on's a great song um this thing I want to say about this album guy is that I just, I looked at you, <laughs> I just looked at you and I was like, guy, <laughs> my statement about this is that this is what metalcore could have been. You know what I mean? Like, this is what, what it, do you mean? This is what it should be. This is metalcore. This is definition. Like metalcore has a negative connotation in 2021. Does it? I think it does, dude. I think it's a little dead. There hasn't been anything new or interesting in a couple of years for metalcore specifically that I'm aware of. Yeah, I guess not. And most of the great metalcore bands have like moved on to they've, other shit. They've switched to like hard well, rock. That's not even necessarily true. Um, well, it kind of is. I mean, look at asking Alexandria or uh, Memphis Mayfire or uh, a day to remember. Um, a day to remember. Was ne- a day to remember was never really metalcore though. Yeah, that's true. Devil Wars Prada. Uh, I don't know. I, I, there's a bunch of examples of bands. Oh, okay, that have- so like for me, 
August Burns Red is always like carrying the torch. Yeah, 100%. And consistently producing good stuff. Sure, their definition. Um, but to your point, back when this came out, it was like, ah, oh, this is it, man. Mm-hmm. This is like, this is the future. Like, here we go. I mean, nowadays, Parkway Drive is making Stadium Rock. I mean, sure, but. And I love it. It's still not. I was going to say, like, they definitely went down a path that's different from where they started, but it's still good. Yeah, I've never, so, really, I've never stopped liking Parkway they, Drive. They just matured, bro. They just grew up. I, I feel like, I mean, yes, but also, I feel like a lot of bands say that about their new stuff and then release garbage. Mm-hmm. Whereas Parkway Drive, I don't think they ever said like, "Oh, we're going to go for a more mature sound," and then. But that's what they did, and it ended up being successful. Like yeah, was, people love Ire. And, it was still really heavy in just a different direction, right? You know, um, I I have such I have really thick nostalgia glasses for Horizons by Parkway. Like this album in particular, my first concert ever was Parkway Drive in 2011, I think, or something like that. Nice. Um, they it, it was Parkway Drive opening for Bring Me the Horizon was my first ever concert. Yeah, um, that's such a crazy awesome lineup. I, yeah, <laughs> I would have loved to have seen that. I've seen bring me the horizon. Like I think twice mm-hmm. and I've seen parkway drive once and mm-hmm. I regret both of those things. <laughs> <laughs> I want, I want to see them more. Okay. I thought you meant like, <laughs> Oh, it was a shitty set. Like, no, they were, no, no, they, no, were it was, it was they were both amazing. Right? Yeah. Yeah. The first time I saw Parkway Drive was at Warp Tour. And this is where I started to realize that Warp Tour doesn't really understand what bands need to go where. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. And, and at what time? Mm-hmm. Cause they put Parkway Drive at, at like 1230 in the afternoon. Why would you do that? On this fucking stage that had like seats. Hottest, was, hottest part of the day. You know, well, I mean, well, okay, okay. so at Darien Lake, there's the main stage, quote mm-hmm. unquote, was like the theater seating. Right. So there was like big rows of seats and then there was like no standing room mm-hmm. for like a mosh. You know what I mean? Okay. So you put the biggest bands on the stage where there's like nobody sitting down cause it's warp tour and then they have no room to mosh because was there not even you know like I a, mean? like a little open area in front of the stadium seating? There was, it was just too small. Sure. Especially for a band like Parkway drive. You right. know what I mean? That's not appropriate. Exactly. They needed so, to be, yeah. Like Parkway drive, dude, they need to be in a field. Yeah. yeah you you know? need, okay. <laughs> you need to have soft ground underneath you, bro. Yes. To that point, it was like the hardest mosh I had ever been in up to that point. Mm-hmm. I mean, you came up with a whole theorem about like the parkway point. Yeah. The parkway point. Yeah. Oh dude, I forgot about the parkway point. Yeah. Let's talk about the parkway point for a second. So, okay. If you, if you graph a band's heaviness, hang on, how did this go? Oh yeah. Yeah. It was the heaviness versus the weight that that crowd can support. Yeah. Crowd surfing specifically. Right. So what I mean by that, if the band is not that heavy, you know, dude, people shit on me. I would like tell this story and people would get all offended and everything. I, Why, for not, saying that I prevail is not heavy? No, for saying that people are fat and shouldn't crowd surf. It's not that I'm saying that at all. I'm not saying that oh. know, I'm a big guy, right? I'm not going to crowd surf at I prevail because the average crowd at I prevail is like, you, you know, know, like 12 to 16 year old girls. Mostly female, mostly <laughs> middle school, high school, probably, you right. know what I'm saying? Like a younger audience, right? Big guy like Mitch isn't going to be crowd surfing because that crowd is not going to support Mitch. Right? Yeah, it's just like logistically is not a good logistically, idea. Logistically, yes, <laughs> this has nothing to do with anybody's weight or size or anything. Like, I'm I'm a big guy, bro. I don't crowd surf at most concerts for that reason, right? Every now and then, you'll have a big guy like Mitch crowd surf in a place where it is inappropriate. So I came up with this idea of the Parkway Point. It's a line that you graph the heaviness of the band versus how big you can be and still crowd surf, right? Right. Pop punk show, 
Probably not. You're on the lower end of the parkway scale. Right. You know what I'm saying? As you as you move up in heaviness, you can support larger people, right? So, uh, like <laughs> heaviness of the music, heaviness of the music. <laughs> you can be a bigger, bulkier person, and then crowd surf with the least amount of inconvenience to the people in the crowd, with mm-hmm. with the least amount of probability of getting dropped. Really, is what it is. If you're a bigger dude and you go to shows and you try to cross if you know what we're talking about. Right. Don't even front. Right. And the people that, you know, like Yans, bro, our friend Yams. He weighs like 90 pounds. Dude, remember that time we threw him in the air? <laughs> like he, he wanted to crowd surf. Uh, it was a pop punk show, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. I, was I it Tiny know. Moving Parts? Or I don't was I it, think it might have been. Or like Modern Baseball or something like that. I don't yes. know. I think it was that. Because we did see modern baseball. Yams was like, we were like, Yams was like, throw us up. And we picked, we threw him. He put, we gave him a foothold. He got air, dude. I think like he had, we, you and I both had both of our hands on one of his legs and we just lift, <laughs> like we just heaved that kid. <laughs> and he was a full like body, like if he was standing straight up, he was a full body length above the heads of the crowd. God, I'm so glad the crowd caught him because it, it would have been, been bad. If I, felt that, I didn't realize how much like oomph you were putting in. Right. And I guess we both just were like, you know. Yeah. I don't I, like, I'm. I'm not as big as Mitch, but I'm like a bigger dude. Yeah. So like when I go to shows, people want me to help them, yeah, yeah. you know, get up, it's, yeah. it, which totally fine. Whatever. Right. Yeah. Right. My role in the crowd is throwing people up. I so, get enjoyment throwing people up. I'm yeah, not usually I didn't the one realize thrown. that Yans was a featherweight. So well, I, I, mean, I heaved him with the same strength that I would anybody else. Right. And he just launched. And he learned how to fly. Right. <laughs> He got some hair. He got some airtime on that one. He really did. Sure. Man. So Yams is at the bottom edge of the parkway point, right? Yes. You move up, Yams you know. Can, Yams can crowd surf at any show. Yeah, absolutely. Completely appropriate for Yams to crowd surf. He could crowd surf at a graduation. He could you crowd know? surf it, at Frank Sinatra. Dude, he could crowd surf in a coffee shop. He could crowd okay. surf at Yo-Yo Ma. Bro, he could crowd surf. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm trying to think of like a good midpoint band here. You know, you start like uh, Belmont is like some heavier pop punk. You know, you, you get. Uh, yeah, I guess. Like, you know, you start moving up, you know, you have like some drop tunings, you get to like some heavier music or whatever. Um, August Burns Red is closer to like the higher end of the, the first time I ever crowd surfed, you know, it was at August Burns Red. I had a really drunk guy who was way bigger than me somehow throw me up and I was like, I'm going to fall through this crowd. But it worked out, you know, because it was yeah. appropriate. I, you know, without meaning to had appropriately accounted for the Parkway Point. Now, we've said Parkway Point like 12 times. Here's what that actually is. A Parkway Drive concert. That crowd is usually so stout that if they flipped over and did handstands, the earth would move. <laughs> right. they could, you could throw a truck on that crowd and they would be able to crowd surf it. Exactly. The entire stadium or building or whatever could collapse and the crowd would not mind. The parkway point is the cutoff point at which you can be any weight and crowd surf you on could, the crowd. You could be an elephant and crowd surf. Yes. You could literally be a blue whale and crowd surf at a parkway drive concert because those are the craziest, most tightly packed, strongest motherfuckers. <laughs> That I've personally experienced at a concert. Yeah. Why? I don't know. I there there I, are bands that are heavier than Parkway Drive, right? Like the math doesn't work after that. You start dividing by zeros. You right. know what I'm saying? Like you can be yeah, heavier. For some reason, Parkway's fans are just built yeah. like all of them. I, it's just a it's just a combination of that Australian charisma and metalcore. <laughs> <laughs> and, just, and just a lot and of time it just, in the gym. It just comes together to create a very just energetic mass of people and yeah. And a hell of a show. Anyone can cross half of the crowd could be crowd surfing on top of the other half of the crowd. And it wouldn't matter. So because- anyway, to circle all the way back to, you know, my time at warp tour, yeah. you take that, you know, that crazy, strong, tightly packed, like sardine can mm. of a crowd and put it in the area. And like, 
in the theater pit in front of the seating. Right. You, you know, it's, it's like, <laughs> you what? introduced additional like, What are you doing? So yeah. it was just, it was a lot of, I don't know. It, like, yeah. I, like me not jumping, but still being lifted up. You right. Know? We talked about that before. You're just, there's so much just friction, just unwarranted friction exactly. all the way around you. Right. It's amazing. Um, on the downside, I mean, I've literally, I've been at Warped Tour in that situation, seeing Parkway Drive. Like I, I was there that year too. You know what I mean? Like people will have panic attacks, man. Like it's not like a, right. it's not like a small, de- it's like actually kind of stupid that they put Parkway Drive underneath the canopy where there's seats, right. you know? And granted it is the biggest stage, but it's the biggest stage because it has like theater seating. It's, it's yeah. it, normally there's like plays and stuff. Well, I mean, if you think you know? about, <laughs> I mean, it, a, a normie concert, if you go see like Kesha live, I, I don't fucking know. If you go see uh, Sam well, Smith, I went and saw it, Sam any Smith like live really popular band or like a country band. Sure. Yeah. Like my girlfriend and I went and saw Sam Smith and we were sitting in seats and it was appropriate for that music. It was a great show. We had a lot of fun. Yeah. You, you just sit there and enjoy it and but like sing along and clap your hands and it's a different energy, right? Yeah. It's, it's not appropriate for let's mosh. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, I mean, Parkway still crushed it obviously, but oh, yeah. it would have been great to have been in a more open mm-hmm. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. I, if, <laughs> if you do have the pleasure of seeing Parkway drive in an open field, it literally is like, a medieval battle. It's, it's <laughs> well, and, and to that point, like walking or Vakken, I yeah. guess is like the perfect place for them. Go watch a parkway drive, <laughs> like Vakken video. It's terrifying, dude. <laughs> this, it, I mean, it's like battle axes. <laughs> like, <laughs> dude, 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 Europeans go so much dude, harder Europeans than Americans are, do. Oh my God. <laughs> like I, I know we're on like a 20 minute tangent, but just to that point, Americans are lazy at concerts. You <laughs> really are. Like I look at shows that I've been to and I'll watch a video of walking and I'll be like the collective calories that are being burnt in that crowd right now. <laughs> That's a, a thing we're known for is not going hard at shows. I know, which it, is lame. It's insane. Step up your game. Other Americans. <laughs> Next time you go to a show, go hard for Mitch, you know? Yeah. Throw, throw some bows for Mitch, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Nah, but don't hurt anybody though. That, 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 that's actually really <laughs> shitty advice. Don't throw bows. That's a dick move. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so you know, you're going to get in trouble over inciting a riot. Oh my God. <sighs> Have we beleaguered this point long enough? <laughs> Can we start listening to the album I'm horizons talking. by Parkway drive? I'm ready. I haven't listened to this album in a couple years. Yeah. It's been a minute. I used to know it word by word. Like I used to, listen to this all the time. This was on repeat. I love it. I'm actually excited to jump into this. Yeah, me too. Well, without further ado, bro, because there's been a lot of ado. There's been a shitload of ado. Without further ado, (laughs) let's jump right into it. Bro, I fucking, I have chills right now. God, that album is just borderline perfect. I, okay. I feel like we spend a lot of time talking up the music that we listen to. <laughs> this is not a review. You know, I'm not trying to criticize, you know, I'm genuinely just trying to listen. And, and, you know, most of the time we just listen to an album and then we just talk about it and have fun with it. We're not here to talk about the quality or like nitpick. I mean, we kind of do a little bit, but that's not what really what we're about. Right. This is my favorite album we have listened to yet on the podcast. Yeah. I, um, I just cannot, I'm, I'm really having a hard time putting into words how good this fucking album is. Yeah. If you've never heard this before, please go listen to this. It's a perfect, 
metalcore album. I mean, it's so good. I mean, knocked loose up. So bro, I was screaming like textbook, like, yeah. Okay. That's textbook. That's as good as it can be in a vacuum. This is as good as can exist period. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know. Like, I'm glad we're doing this one because I forgot how much I liked it. Um, <laughs> yeah, me too. We were going through the whole thing and I was never bored. You know, like yeah. most of the stuff we were listening to, I was like, man, the album's kind of petering out here. For Didn't happen. Not once. Nope. Um, uh, the whole thing slaps. Uh, really fun to listen to, especially considering Parkway Drive. They're just like the most chill people. They're just some some friends who formed a band basically to hang out like the the music wasn't really their priority. They were just like, Oh yeah, we like to have shows because it's fun to party with our friends. Yeah. They would so. do. <laughs> have you seen the Parkway drive documentary on YouTube? Yeah, I have. Okay, great. Anybody, if you're listening to this right now, do yourself a favor. If you're into this band at all, go watch. Or the even park- if you're not, yeah, even if you're not, it's, it's still a really cool it's story. It's worth your time. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's like an hour and a half documentary that's free on YouTube about Parkway drive. Yeah, we're not going to recount the whole thing for you because not, yeah, we're not, yeah. it's already going to be long as shit. But <laughs> yeah. uh, go watch it. Basically, these are like the most chill dudes and Parkway Drive was the way that they could travel the world. Yes. If, you know? if there is a way to live a dream, dude, like this is a good, like watch the watch the hour and a half documentary, bro. You'll see five people living the dream, yeah. you know? And they hustle. Their dream. Yeah, dude, right? they work really, really hard. But Slept in fields and like- Dude, yeah, slept outside. Paid for their own vans to drive around America and shit. Dude- they were sleeping in cars to tour across Europe to play shows in front of like six people Yeah, that didn't even speak the same language. Yep. That's how dedicated they were to, because they couldn't break out of Australia. They were having a hard time mm-hmm. getting into the international market with their music. You know? Right. But they did it, man. I mean, these guys are legendary and superstars at this point. Thank fucking God, by the way. <laughs> I, and, and that's horizons has such a, like a weird place because it's such a great album and it came out at the right time and it was produced by the right person, mm-hmm. Adam Dukowitz of Kill Switch Engage. Yeah, that's what, yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, I, I don't know. I feel like just the planets aligned to make this just almighty friggin' CD. It, dude, if they had dropped this today, I don't even think it would work. You know what I'm saying? Just because a lot of the ideas that are in this album and a lot of the stuff that happens hadn't been so played out at this right. point. This was the first time a lot of this kind of stuff had been done, you know? I love I could sit here and gush about Parkway Drive all night. Oh my god. I don't think we need to. Okay, <laughs> to so do that. all right, quick kind of logical place to go from here though. We were talking about the documentary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This album is called Horizons. If you watch the documentary to give you a quick just so you know in case you don't actually go watch it. They travel the world. They fight really hard to travel the world to play shows. Mm-hmm. I think this album is their experience and the, them kind of indirectly telling the story of the struggle that it, the work right. and hard times that it took to travel the world. One of my coolest, the coolest thing about this band for me is how, you know, they've been through a lot of stuff. Like their friends have died. The struggle of like not being able to break out of the Australia, like early on and mm. stuff through all that stuff. If you watch videos of them or like read interviews, they're the most chill, like down to earth, just happy to be alive. They're the best, dude. I want, I would love it's to just awesome. hang out with them. Oh, for it, would like, be, it would be amazing. For an hour, you know? It, it, when you, I saw them live and, you know, watching Winston, like just smiling yeah, after dude. every song. He has such like a genuine, happy smile. It's so amazing being in that crowd because there's just such, obviously every time you go to a show, there's energy coming off of the band. It hits the audience. The audience gives that energy back and you have this big 
vortex of just transaction happening, right? And that's right. typically why concerts are so sick. With Parkway Drive, there's a genuine just happiness. Yeah, like, like positivity. Straight up just joy. Even and though- You listen to the songs and they're don't get hard that and yeah. they're dark. Well, like the third track is called Feed, Her, Feed Them to the Pigs. Right, yeah. But, and like the song is as heavy as it sounds, but these it's like the most positive band ever. Dude, Winston is such a fucking legend, bro. Like, you know it's funny. Every- his, his voice is really high too. Yeah. Like his normal speaking voice is really high. Yeah, dude. And then he hears like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> how'd you do that, bro? You know, he was like a pro uh, bodyboarder in Australia before he was in the band. Oh, was he? Yeah, he was. He was yeah. like sponsored, or he yeah. was about to be, or something. That sounds sounds right. Every, they just all have cool, <laughs> bro. I get. There's all kinds of just little anecdotes. The drummer of the band didn't want to be the drummer of the band and he learned how to play drums so that he could drum in the band. Yeah. Like the dude, one of the, I think it's the dude that plays bass. I'm probably butchering the shit out of this. This all comes from the fucking documentary. Anyway. The guy who plays bass was just like one of their friends that was like, no, nah, it was like a friend's younger so, brother. Yeah. So the original bassist ended up having a kid like yeah. after their first tour or he something. He was like, I can't tour with you guys. I have a kid. Right. I, I have to start my family. And they were right. like, oh, well, we'll just get Pig to do it. Sure. And Pig was their friend who didn't know how to play bass. Who, 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 he, was just play their, bass. he was just their buddy. Yeah. And, like there's footage of him at his first show just fucking it he's up. He's got a bass guitar and he's just looking scared. <laughs> and they're young too, dude. They're like, so you're like 17. When were, yeah. When they were first touring, bro, pig was like a little teenager. It's and, crazy. And to now like, yeah. And then like going to see them live and like, like having watched a documentary and then seeing pig on stage, like with like a beard and just oh, a dude. presence. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just like controlling this crowd and like the music. Oh, it's awesome. So there's two so documentaries great. on I love it. There's two documentaries on YouTube. There's the one that's they're talking about killing with a smile. That was their first album that mm-hmm. they did with, uh, Dude from Killswitch Engage. I'm blanking on his name. He did both. It's Adam Dukowitz. Yeah, okay, Adam Dukowitz. Okay, so when they recorded Killing with a Smile, they then took that and then did all the touring. They traveled. They played shows for like nine people. You know, they went to the United States. They, you know, they were really small for a really long time. Mm -hmm. Came back to Australia, recorded Horizons, and then went out and did it again. Came back to Australia, <laughs> recorded Deep Blue, and then went out and did it again. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Just these, just these monstrous cycles. They've done like three times, like three world tours before they were really actually like that big of a band. I mean, and then there's two big documentaries on YouTube about them. One is from the early, you know, like beginning to like Horizons. And then the next one is like Deep Blue through like Atlas. I think Horizons put them on the map, but yeah. Deep Blue made them blow up. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then. I don't know. They just, they just kept getting bigger and bigger. This, this band is exponential. Yeah. Reason why I said all that though, bro. Every time I go see Parkway drive, I watch one of the documentaries before I go to the show. Right. Just to re like <laughs> reignite that appreciation for yeah. how much this band went through to get to where they are, how hard they worked and how awesome and genuine, like genuinely awesome people they are. I think you know? that's probably the reason why, like really no matter how they've changed their sound, mm-hmm. like I don't really like reverence that much yeah. as an album, yeah. but I still listen to it on the reg just cause I love the guys in Parkway Drive. See, that's a good point. We were talking about you before. Know what I mean? Yeah. A bunch of bands have changed, you know, mm-hmm. and Parkway Drive has also changed, but I don't put them in that same category. And that's a huge reason why it's right. You know, and I'll still, I'll still throw on, uh, you know, reverence. I actually really like Ire at this point. Yeah. I think it's a, fantastic album mm-hmm. but like i'll still throw on reverence just because like i don't know i love hearing what they're up to <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> yeah like oh Where, this, what, this is the newest part what's the logical conclusion to this right yeah you know How what does i mean keep going like i can't wait for the next one even though it's probably sure. gonna be more of that same stuff where they're gonna take it next even if it is butt rock i mean i don't really care you know it's still parkway drive definitely so uh, we're going to stop gushing about, well, no, we're not. I'm lying. We're going to keep gushing about Parkway Drive, but we're going to do it while we're, <laughs> talking, while we're talking about these tracks. Okay. So 
Uh, first song. Fuck that song. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's just an I'm intro. Totally the joking. first song yeah, is called Beginning. It's just a, a stereotypical, you know, <laughs> you know, early 2000s metalcore intro song. We're going to write a song. We're not going to have drums in it. It's going to be some. It's just the intro track. It's a minute pretty... long. You can skip it if you want. Okay. Track yeah. two. Yeah. <laughs> The Cyrus song. This song is a banger. This is one of all my right. favorite songs. Slow of down, all time. slow down, no. slow down. What's it called? Siren song. Track two, a siren song, dude. Yeah, this song is a straight up banger. You were like, all right, track two, siren song. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited, man. I love, yeah, I love this song. All right, so think about this song. This song got teenage me hype. The very beginning song. Virtue is lost. Da 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 da. Like right into the shit. Well, I mean, even before that, just the just just the right out of the gate. With the just the fast like tremolo picked guitars, just yeah. you know that you're in for something. It doesn't. If you listen to begin, it drops into siren song and it's actually jarring. Yeah, it's actually jarring. It's, it's like, like a car crash. Oh it's fuck, nuts. Yeah, like I, I, I POV. I'm showing this song or this album to Ash. Right, mm-hmm. we listen to begin. And this didn't actually happen, but I'm making this up because okay, this is how I, it I would go. You, right, right. We're in the car. Hey, babe, check out the Sparkle Drive song. We listen to begin. Oh, this is kind of cool. Right into Star So Turn this shit off. You know what I'm saying? Immediately. Like, <laughs> like the noodle starts. What yeah. the fuck? It doesn't sound like the same band. That's one of my favorite riffs of all time, I think. Yeah. <laughs> one of Just the, that, I, I tried to learn that once. And I was going to say like aspire to play someday riff, like in that category. Right? It, it's similar just because it's so fast. Yeah. I just haven't practiced doing tremolo picking that fast. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, it's just, it sounds monstrous and it's great. And it's, a, it's like such a good intro. Cause it's, I said fast about 16,000 times, but it's really fast and it shows off like the guitar acrobatics, like what's, what's possible. Right. Look, look where we can reach. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it also drops into that like that really heavy. Mm-hmm. I mean, within the first 20 seconds of this album, you're already, well, after begin, yeah. you're already blown away. All right. So I want to, I want to draw a comparison here. One, you know that the dude who from Killswitch Engage that I forgot his name for a third time, Adam D. Okay, you Adam D. Fucking, f- his name's Adam. I'm. I'm That's fine. I'm his, gonna try his to name not. Is Adam. Okay, Adam. You're a Killswitch Kill Engage fan. I know, dude. I know. I'm really bad with names. Okay. I need a face. I can't see his face right now. Right, Adam. Right. Adam. Okay. He's our, got mutton chops. Our man. That's right. That fucking guy. <laughs> I could not remember what he looked like. Okay. <laughs> there you go. All right. Adam from Killswitch. I should have it now. Okay. <laughs> if I lose it again, I should be like, Mutton Man from Killswitch. I bring up Killswitch Engage because they're known for being incredible songwriters. Yeah. Okay. I mean, they're like, a, they're a legendary metalcore band. Like people guys. who don't like metalcore yeah. love Killswitch. Like charting. You know what I'm saying? They're like popular. Yeah. They, they were metalcore before metal. That was like 2004, dude. They were putting out music yeah. that then became metalcore. Right. right. They wrote the book legendary band, legendary songwriters. And I bring that, we talk about this on like every fucking podcast, but there are bands that are really heavy, but they're not always the best songwriters. You mm-hmm. know, see the pray for plagues example that I've given like twice already. Right. Um, kill switch engage their expertise. at songwriting really comes off in this album. Mm-hmm. And so in a song like siren song, you can have these crazy noodly riffy guitars and then you can just drop the bottom out of it. And then now we're chugging. Right. And then, dun, 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 dun. You know, we're like down in the trenches and then we can lift it right back up into a guitar solo and it feels flawless. Mm-hmm. And if you listen to like rings of Saturn, they do all kinds of crazy shreddy, you know, ridiculousness. And then they also drop into big chugs and breakdowns and it's still heavy and it's still really good, but there's not as seamless of a flow. Yeah. Hey, look, can we play the intro? 
just want to. Let's do that. So we just have this like just ridiculousness, right? I mean, and then they double it too. Yeah. So it's like, you're already in like, oh shit land. And then they, (laughs) they double the riff and they increase the speed of the drums. And then Winston comes in and screams his lungs out over the top of it. And you're just Mm. like, how can this get any more ridiculous? And then you listen to the rest of the album. Yeah, bro. It's like, (laughs) right. That's that doubling you're talking about where there's, yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 I, it's such a good progression. So you, you have this big noodling guitar going on. And then by the end of the song, you end up in a place where this would then sound natural, right? We literally, it's a second and a half of just fucking silence into <laughs> dead by first light, you know? So you've taken it really little, 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 into like that. You That's take, in the same song and it works together. It meshes. It all flows. Yeah. You know? you've, you've taken this wall of noise and then turn it into this song that actually, like you said, I mean, I'm just repeating you at this point. It fucking flows, dude. It's good. It's good shit. It's good. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> fucking fuck with it. All right. Track three, feed them to the pigs. Uh, unpopular opinion. Okay. This song is one of the best on the album. I feel like, I feel like the song doesn't get enough love. Yo, I think you're right. I really like this one. I don't hear people talk about it ever. (laughs) In my notes. (laughs) They're like siren song, carry on five months, boneyards. And then. Yeah. Nobody talks about like pig doesn't ever get any love. I'm like, feed them to the pigs, bro. All right. One thing about this song for real though, (laughs) uh, the, the big moments happen in minute increments. So like, yeah. It was something you were, you were noticing, like everything happens at like one, one thirty, two. It's like, yeah. it's synced up. So it's synced up in 30 second or one minute increments and they transition or like enter and exit a transition over 30 seconds between those times. It's very interesting how organized and how neat and tight it is yeah. and how aligned to the minute it is. All right, bro. One thing that I really like. So a lot of times bands will use the drummer to change the tempo. So they will hit a fill or they'll gradually slow down or they'll just cut stop, but it's usually the drummer who's kind of driving how fast the song is going. And I'm not saying that that's not what's happening here. I'm sure the drums have a lot to do with it, but they accent it by having this like climbing guitar thing going on. Like listen to this part right here. You'll see what I'm talking about. So we went from really fast, like blast beat territory mm-hmm. and like we, they climbed up into a fucking chug. Yeah. Expert dude. I love it. It's so good. dude. Yeah. The way the whole band meshes together to, to kind of fit the tonality of what's happening. Right. We're all moving together. Right. Oh, this song's just a banger. You know, what's even better though. Mm-hmm. The next one. God, bro. We got to spend some time on carry on. <laughs> This, this song is legendary and for a good fucking reason. Let me just, okay, I'm going to play like four seconds of this and you're going to know what fucking song we're talking about if you don't. That's all you get. You know what song we're talking about. You know what this is, bro. Yeah, uh, man, just, I don't know. Even, you, even from the first time I ever heard this song, listening to that intro for the first time, I was like, oh, oh man, this is yeah. it. This is it. Even today. How long have we been listening to this band? Like over a decade. Like 12 years. I got chills listening to it today. Exactly. 
This song is legendary, dude. It can't be touched. It is. Yes. This is in the Hall of Fame. Greatest songs in the genre of all time. Probably greatest songs of all time. Let's be honest. I mean, and I'm sure they weren't like, oh, dude, we're writing a Hall of Fame song right now. They were just like writing to write. But like, how do you how do you do that? How how do you make it? It's so perfect. Okay, let me tell you a story. Tell the story. You're going to think this is fucking cap. But let me tell you this story, bro. I've seen Parkway Drive live five or six times. Really? Yes. Oh, um, I've seen them, you. I've seen them a lot. No, seriously. Like every time they came to Charlotte, right? Every time they were right. within a road trip a ways away, I went to go see them, right? Um, my first concert was Parkway Drive. I fucking love Parkway Drive. And they don't always play Carry On, right? So that's one thing. Like as they were putting out new music, they dropped Deep Blue. I remember mm-hmm. going to see them. They didn't play Carry On. And I was like, obviously I was really hyped. It was a great show. Everything was sick. But I was just like, damn, dude, I feel they didn't play carry on. They didn't play carry on. You know, this is like probably 2014 ish. You know, this is way after this is years after this album dropped. You know, I've probably seen them two or three times at this point. I guess I go to see them. It's a show at Fillmore. It's at the music factory. It's open, big open bar room. Right. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember who I was with, but we were seeing Parkway Drive. And they're headlining. And so that was sick as fuck because Parkway Drive opening for somebody is cool, but they don't get as much time. When I saw them opening for Bring Me the Horizon, they're going to play for like an hour maybe. Right. You know, they'll play like eight, nine songs. But, you know, when they're headlining, headlining bands usually get a lot more time. So it's like sick. You know, we're here to see Parkway Drive anyway. Um, They play their set. They play a bunch of new shit. You know, they play like a bunch of shit off of Deep Blue, whatever. A, A couple songs I didn't really know. A lot of songs that I did know. They went back and played some songs from Killing With a Smile all around great time. Mm-hmm. I crowd surfed, you know, this is, we talked about the parkway point <laughs> earlier. This is one of the first times I've ever crowd surfed. The show was sick the whole time. I'm waiting for them to play carry on. Right. So they, in they like stop mm-hmm. and lights go down. Now, if you know, lights go down, doesn't mean the show's over. That means they're about to do an encore. If the fucking lights in the bar come on and you know, the doors open, that's how you know it's really over. Right. Well, the lights go down, they walk off the stage and everybody's like one more song. One more song, obviously. Right. So Parkway Drive, you know, they give it like three, four minutes and they come back out. They Which play is it. a really long time. It is. When you're way. standing <laughs> in the crowd, you're screaming one more song at the top of your lungs. We're getting raspy. Not to mention, we've been fucking moshing and crowd surfing and throwing people for two hours. Plus, however long the opening bands were. We're really tired, but we're still screaming one more song. One more song. You know, we're getting hyped. Mm-hmm. Parkway comes out and they play Swing. <laughs> and not this swing is a bad song it's i know swing is a great song okay they, they finish swing they go off the stage lights go down notice the lights didn't come back up the lights go back down those assholes <laughs> one more song one more song one more song double encore they come back out they play dead man's chest shut the fuck up dead ass they come back out when your lungs collapse. I'm like, fucking, okay. What are the chances they do a double encore? What the fuck? I guess I can just go home now. They're not going to play carry on. Not that I'm only there to see carry on, but it's like, that's the cap on the bottle. You know what I'm saying? You got to, right. you got to see that song. Like, that's so funny. It's such a legendary song. So then they knew this is where you're going to think I'm fucking full of shit, right? They finished playing Dead Man's Chest. Now, notice Swing and Dead Man's Chest are both pretty short songs. They're only like, they're like two to three, two to three, right? They're not like ballads. Go off the stage. Lights still haven't come up yet. (laughs) Lights are still down. It's dark. 
for no nothing. No, everybody in the crowd is just confused. They're like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> and there's like that one guy in the front. I am Isaac! But his voice is so raspy and gone that you can barely tell what he's saying. Right. It's just his breath at this point. You know yeah. what I mean? And then some people are starting to leave. But most everybody in the crowd is like, what the fuck is going on? Big red light shines from the back of the area onto the back wall behind the drums. Jeez. The whole room turns red. <laughs> it's like, oh shit. What is happening? What the fuck is happening? <laughs> and then you hear that. Bum, bum, bum. Oh man. Bum, 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 bum. And then Winston comes out. And then like the fucking back red lights, it flashes carry on and like big letters, like strobe light style. It's like red goes away, big white letters on a black background, whole room's black. And you got Winston standing out on the stage by himself. Right. (laughs) Opening up for that third. Okay. Fucking triple encore. Triple encore. Into carry on. I've never moshed so hard in my life. I I feel like they were like resurrected from the dead because you're at the end of a very long headlining set where you've been there. I'm I'm not like a sick guy, bro. I'm tired, bro. (laughs) I'm fucking exhausted. My feet hurt. We've been fighting and moshing and crowd surfing. You want to talk about breathing new energy to the crowd, dude. He said, carry on. And I said, yes, sir. And we fucking started (laughs) slamming, bro. So you just oh my you find energy you didn't know you had. Yes, dude. You know? It lit a fire in my soul and we moshed. And it wasn't me. It was every fucking person in that crowd exploded. Yeah. It was so violent in that fucking room. They had a projector on the back putting the lyrics up on the, like, it was literally like church. They had lyrics going up behind the band <laughs> on the wall. Because they know, bro. They know everybody. Yeah, of course. You know. And the, everybody that's, was so. so well played, too. It was so fucking violent that somebody knocked the projector off the thing in the back <laughs> of the venue. Like. To put this in perspective, usually the mosh pit is within the you know first five or six rows back from the stage. Yeah. The whole fucking venue is just throwing. The people behind the bar are throwing shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the technician, the guy behind the soundstage is like slamming the fucking table. It was incredible, dude. I've never been a part of such beautiful, harmonious chaos. Dude, you're sweating right now. You're just getting so into it. I'm, Thank you for letting me tell this story. That's (laughs) amazing. I promise I'm not fucking I can't imagine. I wish I had been at a show like that's so unbelievable. That's like top three best concert memories of my entire life. Yeah, without a doubt. They knew. So thank you, Parkway Drive. That's so cheeky. Thank you for giving me that They're like, you know. Hold on, hold on. We're we're going to play two encores. (laughs) And we're going to disappoint a shitload of people. Yeah. But we're going to erase all that by playing a third encore. Yeah. It's like, oh, man. Hey, dude. mm, we haven't even said anything about the fucking song. <laughs> Go listen to it, please. <laughs> it's it's so good. Oh, uh, man. Maybe we should just move on. Okay. Five months. All right. <laughs> Five months is good too. Yeah, dude. Um, They're all good. Nothing touches carry on. So we're just going to know that going forward that we've already hit the peak. If, but like, so if it's a scale of one to 10, 10 is carry on and nothing could be a 10. It's kind of just, from here on out, you know, what pretty I'm much. Yeah. It's like the rest of the album are nines, but like it's carrying it's a ten. There's going to be some people who are like, bro, carry on is a fucking weak ass song, dude. Fuck that fucking song. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like if, <laughs> if you think that <laughs> that's fine, you can have that opinion, but bro, fuck that fucking, <laughs> fuck you, fuck that, that song. song, fuck your fuck memories. You. <laughs> Seriously though. I mean, if you no. talk like that, you should stop. 
No, well, all right, look. <laughs> I'm not saying this is objectively the greatest song ever. This is just the song that when I saw it live hit me the hardest. Like, it was just the, one of the best moments of my life. I don't know. It, I feel like objectively, it's Gary, so legendary. The best song, song on this album. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fucking good, dude. We're in five months and we're still talking about carry on. <laughs> I wrote in my notes. Oh fuck. It's carry on because it comes early in the album. It's like track four, right? Five months. Five months. <laughs> All right, dude. I think this song is about when they toured Europe the first time. Oh yeah. Um, okay. There's a lot of lyrics in here about him missing his family. Um, the nights creep through my bones with a winter's chill, sending shivers down my spine. You know, like, it's hard. This time is, yeah, the hours have become irritation and I find myself reduced to life's imitation. It's like one of the big lines in the song. Another one of the cool things about Parkway Drive is that like they're really tight with their family too, right? Yeah. So like a lot of- You can tell it really hurts for them to be away from right. their family. A, it, a lot of these, you know, harder, more emotional metalcore bands, they, you know, draw from like, I don't know, abuse or mm. other shitty situations like that. But- Parkway Drive's parents literally like set up shows for them in their garage. Parkway Drive, stuff. They, they draw from their community and they the, draw the from- The name Parkway Drive is the street they fucking grew up on. Is it actually? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So they're very like- It's where they had their first shows. Like the, When they're pissed and they're writing these heavy ass songs, the theme is that they're away from their family and they're away from their friends. They're not in Australia surfing. We're out in the cold, you know, hills of Europe and <laughs> we got nine people coming to our show, you know? Yeah. Um, uh, it's, it's just such, I don't know the, this crazy, chaotic, hard, dark energy is coming out of this extremely positive. It still, it blows me away every fucking time I think about it. Yeah. It's just it, unreal. So, okay. I'm not going to tell a fucking 30 minute story on this one too, but one time, another <laughs> one of the times I saw Parkway live, I can't remember what song they did it on, but Winston went back and he came out on stage and he had his daughter sitting on his shoulders. Oh, that's awesome. It was so sick. Dude. Like he did, he did like a whole song with his daughter. Like, and uh, at the end of it, you know, he was like, you could tell he's saying like, look at all these people, you know, like, look at right. this crowd, you know what I'm saying? Like giving her that experience. And that was so sick, dude. Guy, can you imagine? I can't. Being out. Oh, like Winston, can I sit on your shoulders? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Like that's just that's so, so awesome, dude. How do you, how do you grow up? Like you're sitting on your dad's shoulders while you know, thousands of people are screaming his name and his song. Yeah. Right. Like I brought these people here and I'm showing you this, you know, like that's the message right. from him to his daughter. Right. That's like, gotta it, be so cool. Yeah. And it was just such a, it was weird. It was like a unifying moment. in that. Everybody was happy as fuck. They're like, fuck yeah. It's so fucking awesome that he's got that kind of relationship <laughs> with his daughter that he's like bringing her on tour with them. You know, it's so, right. it's, it's like wholesome as fuck. I saw the same thing with every time I die once. Uh-huh. Uh, they had um, Keith's kid. Yeah. And it was on stage. Keith and she, she had like giant cans on her little head. <laughs> yeah, it dude, was yeah. really, really yeah, funny. Same thing. Like she, <laughs> Winston's daughter in this, she had the big um, ear protection on. Yeah. And cause it's loud as fuck on that stage, dude. <laughs> of course. It's like 130 decibels up there. Yeah. I wear headphones when I go to shows. What of it? I not headphones, ear protection. Earplugs, right. Yeah. I used to shit on you for, that used to be like, Oh, I'm Tantalo and I'm 90. Like I used to make fun of how old yeah, you were. You did. Guess what, son? I can Guess still what? hear. I got some hearing damage, to be honest. <laughs> 26-year-old Mitch is pretty mad at 19-year-old Mitch. You know it's I mean? not lame to want to protect your ears. Dead ass. I mean, you're still in... You can participate in the concert with earplugs in. Yeah, you can. As you'll a matter you'll of fact, still hear it. I it promise. probably sounds better, too. Because you take less damage over the course of the night so that you're not getting that weird distortion you get when you listen to stuff that's too loud. Yeah. You can hear it better. 
I really like Five Months. I think it's great. We should move on. Anyway, Boneyard. Boneyards. Okay. So this song is similar to Siren Song, where they just try to hit you in the head with the baseball bat right from the beginning. Yeah, there's three songs on this album that try to kick your teeth in with speed and ferocity. Mm. Boneyards is one of them. Yes. Um, and yeah, it slaps. <laughs> <laughs> Boneyards also has one of the best breakdowns on the entire album. Hit it. Uh, okay. I'm uh, trying not to break shit right now. <laughs> the please don't break stuff. This is my no, I, this is my office. I know, dude. Um, <laughs> <laughs> dude, um, I love that riff in there. That just that little bit. Oh, that's so cool. Again, they're tying in these elements that are really di- like that noodley guitar fitting into this down tempo chuggy breakdown. Mm-hmm. That juxtaposition works again. Back to the songwriting. Man, being, just, it just yeah. Back to Adam so with good. the buttons doing a great ass job. On the you remembered his album. name. Good for you. I just had to need. I needed the face, bro. I'm so a visual ass guy. I need to see the face, and I'll remember the name. You know. Well done. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. I I love that that they put in those melodic moments where you can really hear. I don't. I don't know. It. it the other thing too. What I'm noticing a lot doing this podcast and listening to these albums, I really like it more when bands can do when bands can get a good effect out of very simple stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause these aren't like complicated, you know, riffs necessarily like mm-hmm. it pretty much is like going up and down a scale. Yeah. Like pretty much, but it sounds right. awesome. Right. And it works so well and it's so clean. Like, I don't, it doesn't have to be the most mind blowing, you know, jazzy, complicated technical shit to, to hit, you know? Yeah. It, that stuff is awesome and super valid, but like, I don't know. It's worth remembering that like this more simple stuff is just as good. Right. You don't, you don't have to polish every single brick to make a sick ass structure. You know what I'm saying? Like it's yes. And by no means are we saying that like this isn't polished or this isn't, but it's not like manufactured to be complicated. It doesn't have to be rings of Saturn complicated to be good. Right. I we shit on Rings of Saturn a lot. Dude. I love Rings of Saturn. Great, I'm gonna man. throw that out there. I'm Fucking, a huge Rings of Saturn. Yo, fan. Lucas, keep shredding my guy. <laughs> They're all great. His name is Lucas, right? Yes. I'm fucking okay. Good. I was like, hope well I'm fucked up. I can see his face too. Lucas, man. I mean, Luke, what a man. What? What a man. You fucking <laughs> son of a bitch. I. What I was trying to say I was, hate you, bro. He's the man. <laughs> anyway, yeah. That's that's probably the sickest breakdown on the album. I remember being younger, like high school freshman, like there's blood in the water mm-hmm. and I'm listening to this on the way to school. And I'm like, Ugh. looking around, like, why aren't, you, why aren't you guys throwing down right oh, now? Oh shit. Sorry. My bad. <laughs> All right, Mitch. I was an anchors. Okay. This song <laughs> has the biggest fucking just flex. Like it, does has it? A, it has a full band flex, bro. Yeah. You want to hear what I'm talking about? I do. Okay. This is what I mean. What? Listen to this. Every person in the band is given 110%. I love it. They're so good at doing that. Like we're going to start with the riff, the impressive, like tapping, you know, but we're going to do that once Mm -hmm. and we're going to come back and we're going to do it twice on top of each other. And Mm -hmm. it's going to blow your mind. 
All right, here's and there's a, nothing you can do about it. Here's a dumb question from a, a man that doesn't play guitar. When they're doing that, obviously there's doubling. So they had that like they hit the riff by itself. After Winston comes in with the growl and they hit it again, there's it's doubled. When they're playing that live, does that mean both guitarists have to be doing the same exact thing right there? Or is that one person with a pedal that's able to double it on stage? Um well, I, I would assume that there it's two guitarists playing two parts, but you can do it with a pedal. In you can also that, do it with a backing track. Okay. But. The real question I'm asking there is that that spot, they're both synchronizing that insane complex yeah. tapping, right? Yeah. That's so fucking sick. Dude. It is. That makes it even better. Knowing that there's like, obviously it's really, again, noodly. It's very shreddifying. You know, there's a lot of that going on. But <laughs> well, it, and again, like from my perspective, having played guitar for uh, most of my life at this point. 40, 50 years. Yeah. You know, around there. <laughs> Sorry, fucking smart ass. <laughs> anyway, yeah. From playing having, guitar. Yeah, having right. experience. I'm not like really good or anything, but I know I know enough to know that, that that's not like a very hard thing to do once mm-hmm. you know how to do it. Okay. But again, it's just it works so well and it sounds so good mm-hmm. that I don't care. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um but yes, it it traditionally it would be two guitarists playing at the same time. But you, I could achieve that with a pedal that I have. I see. Okay. But it would be cheating. <laughs> <laughs> I could just imagine rhythm guitarist and parkour drive, bro, I can fucking tap too. Watch me go. And like, you know what I'm saying? I don't know. Like, and it wouldn't sound as good either. Sure. It, it always sounds better when you have like two separate signals, two separate recordings than right. if you have one that's, getting, that's being digitally doubled on top right. of itself. It well, it's, too, sounds, it's too perfect it, when you do that, right? Well, it just sounds unnatural. Right. It, it, like, I don't know. You need the separation of the frequencies. Too. Well, I, I know that when you're doing vocals, when you double vocals, you have to add variation on one of the layers. Right. You can't just have two, because if you have two of the exact, like if I record me saying, hey, what's up? And then I say, hey, what's up twice or whatever. If we take that spot and just make six of the tracks, my voice right there, it's just going to sound like a fucking meme. You know, it's not going to sound like. Right. Well, usually when you're recording, you do like, uh, like takes. like double track recording. So like you'll record, you'll record whatever part you want to do. Mm-hmm. So you record your riff and then you'll literally go back to the beginning and record it again mm-hmm. on top of itself mm-hmm. as a completely new recording. Right. Because that so would, it sounds like two people playing with each other. It would introduce the natural variation just yeah. in the micro between how your fingers are moving. Right. Right. And then you usually pan one to the left and one to the right. So it sounds more organic. Right. I don't know. Yeah. It's just a better way to do it. Sick. Um, you also, we were listening to this and you're like, bro, fucking mark this right now. I'm going to play it. Speaking of guitar tone, right? Like this part. I love that. I don't know. I don't know how they achieved that, but it sounds so great. You know, I I was going to say sounds clean, but it's not. (laughs) Yeah. It's it's (laughs) It's the wrong, it's the wrong way to say it. Right. I was thinking about that when you said it, when you brought up the guitar tone at this point, Knocked Loose, I think, has the he- like the textbook best clean, like cleanest deep guitar tone that you can possibly fucking get, right? <laughs> you this song would not be made better by that though, because right. Winston's vocals are down there, even though he's got like you said, kind of a higher bit of a voice. It's not like no, his speaking voice is high, his screaming voice is low. Okay. I think that's one of the things that's really interesting sure. about him. What I'm saying is that because he's mainly screaming with the low, yeah, low on low isn't going to sound as good as mid range on higher. You know, like sure. when you have variance in the frequency range. I just thought that like I don't know what the processing is like on this track in particular, but mm. the guitars don't sound like that anywhere else in the album. Yeah, I know. It's weird, right? Yeah. Sounds great. That was the only spot that I remember the guitars sounding like that specifically yeah. to your point. Yeah, yeah. That's catchy too, dude. Uh, 
Moments of oblivion. in oblivion. Moments in oblivion. What the fuck? Moment of oblivion. Moments in oblivion. Can you read? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Moment of oblivion? Okay, dog. What I'm looking at on my laptop <laughs> says moments of oblivion. All right, fuck you. We'll look, uh, we'll look at this up. Okay. Yeah. Google, what's right? Who's, <laughs> am I wrong? It's no. moments in oblivion. All right, whoever, whoever, I'm looking on dark lyrics. Whoever edited the Parkway Drive Horizons page. You're wrong. You just you fucked with me right there, man. Okay, fuck it. Whatever. This song is a hallway. <laughs> this song gets you from idols and anchors to breaking point. Yeah. I don't know, like it's one of the more skippable tracks, but I, I, I would say that about a, yeah, I would say that about a lesser album. But as I was listening to this, I was like, eh, you know, it fits. It does. So yeah, it has a place. Here's my argument for this. I'm referencing Knock Loose again. We got to Road 23 at the end of that album, and you and I both were like, okay, it's a great song, holds up on its own. After listening to Banger, 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 ten fucking songs that are just bangers, you get to that and you're like, it's good but it kind of falls in line with everything else. So therefore I'm kind of bored. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Moments of oblivion. This song is a hallway moments in oblivion sorry, moments. in. Oh, fuck. I, I'm fucking wrong. Yes, you are. I would be the first to dude. <laughs> I am sorry for fighting you on that one. <laughs> I was so incorrect. And dude, you have brought me new levels of enlightenment. All right. By Googling it <laughs> with your sass right now, bro. <laughs> so whatever. So, Having a song like Moments in Oblivion. Well done. You can have these bangers back to back with a song like this in the middle and the two bangers are still going to stand apart, right? Idols and Anchors and Breaking Point are on either side of this track. That's seven is Idols and Anchors. Eight eight is Moment in Oblivion. Moments in Oblivion. Next fucking song. (laughs) Fuck you. Breaking Point. Okay. Track nine. Breaking point. Breaking point. This is the third song on the album where they just immediately smack you in the dick. Right, <laughs> right from go. You start the song, it sounds like fucking this. We're 300 that, BPM yeah, into a that, guitar solo. That's the intro. I mean, it's just no holds barred. Just, yeah, you're, mm. you're going in whether you want to or not. I don't care. I'm going to pull you into the pit with me and we're going to fight. So, I've, I, okay. <laughs> I've brought this up before in other songs. They go from that where it's really, really fast guitar solo. We're shredding all over the place into this shit. Not much longer after this. This is like within the first minute of the song. We just like a second of silence into, you know, like just a breakdown. Right. They are just experts at bringing in the tempo back. Like if it was just breakneck 300 BPM guitar shredding in your face for three straight minutes, you'd get bored mm-hmm. or overwhelmed. Both of which exactly. are bad. Yeah. 100% shit's great. There's also, <laughs> okay. Third thing I want to show you in this song. We have, you mentioned before how Winston has like a high pitched voice, but he's able to reach these low deep vocals, right? Yep. This is like textbook of what that is. This is a good spot, right? Like, just deep, dude. Just into that shit. And I love that the play with the vocals, like, it's, oh, bar. You yeah, know, like, right. he, like, over, spread it out. I said, oh, bar. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. What a fucking banger, bro. All right. One more thing I want to say about Breaking Point before we move on. I mentioned before how this album, I think, is about how they were touring the world. And it's the negative emotion that they're experiencing from not being with their friends and family back in Australia. Mm-hmm. 
they're taking that, turning it into this music. Um, this song I think specifically is about when they were touring the United States. There's this line like this arid wasteland. Um, let's see if I can find some more for you, but it's just, I could see them like in Arizona, you know, like we're doing a, sh- we're doing a show in Las Vegas or some shit. Right. And it's just fucking hot here and fuck this. And it's dry. <laughs> Yo, Winston, start writing some fucking lyrics. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> this arid wasteland, you know? Yeah. Nah, uh, maybe. I mean, there's, it might be more metaphorical, just like, nothing on the horizon except for like an open, like if you ever driven through Wyoming, you know, yeah. there's just nothing. And you just, you know, you have like 400 miles to go and there's going to be nothing. Right. Yeah. So you're going to fall asleep and then wake up and you're right. 200 miles down the road and you haven't hit anything because there's nothing. Yeah. Or like starting something, you know, is going to take forever. And you're just like, I just got to get through this shit. Mm-hmm. You know, here we go. Yeah. Like recording a podcast or something. <laughs> like making it through this fucking, we've been kidding. recording now for like seven hours. I'm just kidding. This is fun. Um, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> we have to tell ourselves that to finish the album. No, I'm just uh, but yeah, no, I, I can see that thematically being. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right, man. Dead man's chest. We don't have to talk about carry on again, but we, removing that song, just from what I'm about to say, dead man's chest is like my favorite song on the album, dude. Really? I fucking love this song, dude. Hmm. All right. Um, it's short. It's sweet. It's to the point. It opens up on this just like drum. Like this is how it literally starts, dude. It's just like a drum hit. When That's direct line to the hype center of my brain, you know? Yeah. Suicide silence pulled from this. You know what I mean? Or was it the other way? You know, suicide silence after this. I don't know. To be honest. Well, I I see when you said that, when we were listening to it, I hear that. Like, I see what you're saying, right? We're chugging. And then we're going to hit like some high notes at the end of the measure to make it variable. Actually, let's check that. When did the cleansing come out? The cleaning. (laughs) The cleaning. I always fucking, (laughs) whenever I look up the cleansing, dude, I accidentally type in the cleaning. That was a totally subconscious. Oh, that's really funny. (laughs) Thank you, Will, for corrupting my brain by calling it the cleaning. Now <laughs> was that I, Will who told you that the first yeah. time? Yeah. I was like, yeah, dude, that's such a good album. The, the cleansing, he was like, the cleaning? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 2007. Yeah, okay. So, all right. And they were definitely doing that chug at that point, right? Oh, that's their entire catalog. I'm thinking like dude. No Pity for a Coward. That's like that whole song they're doing that, right? Yeah. I mean, that's their general mantra for how they, they write is... Dead Man's Chest is like a, a Suicide Silence blueprint, you know, except for yeah, the metalcore so- part in the middle. I I could see that. I could see that. I don't know that that riff at the beginning just sounds very. You know, it sounds good. Um, not knocking Suicide Silence at all. Mm-hmm. I'm a fan, but oh, 2007. Wait, is, did Horizons come out in 2007? Yeah. What the fuck? I thought Horizons was 2009. Nope. What did I Google that told me that? I don't, dude, you've been finding some weird stuff on Google today. I just can't trust my computer today. <laughs> Everything is a lie. Are these lyrics even the same album? Holy shit. <laughs> All right, Dead Man's Chest is a good song. Okay. And why is it your favorite, dude? Um, okay, I really like it. I have another live show memory of this song where not the time where they played it is the you know, the fake encore that they actually ended up playing Karen. That was one time I saw There was a, the first time I remember seeing this song live. It was actually at a war tour mm-hmm. and they came out and opened with dead man's chest. They opened with this. They opened with dead man's That's chest. That's an interesting choice. So there was nobody on the fucking like stage. And then, you know, like the drummer comes out and he like 
cues up the shit and and everybody ran out and then Winston came out last and then I really like it when bands do that yeah dude they like staggered their entrance to the stage to line up with the song mm-hmm. and then everybody in the fucking crowd parted mosh pit opens <laughs> um, people start flying up into the air it's amazing how like a great band with great stage presence and great songs can take a, a crowd of mm. people from nothing to chaos Right, just in the immediately. Best, yeah. yeah, it's such an immediate response. Just, oh yeah, we're right. standing here having a call. And the cool thing about Warped Tour, everybody before the show, we're all just standing around just talking to strangers. Yeah, just, like, just chatting. It, like, chances yeah. are, if you're standing next to me in this crowd, not only are you into this music, you're into the same band. Like, right. we probably are already just three or four levels of friendship deep. You know what I'm saying? Without even knowing who you are. So we're just standing around. Right. And then mid sentence no 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 we're jumping you know like yep. fuck you get out of my way we're moshing you know <laughs> i've been mid conversation with people and the band started playing yeah or the lights went down or whatever i was like oh, 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 oh yeah sorry new friend i gotta yeah dude you're really cool but okay time to time to bounce you know <laughs> yeah yeah so dead man's chest i remembered that song specifically it stands out on this album because it is a lot more sludgy it doesn't really get fast and riffy Right. Um, it kind of stays in that low. It also has a really, really sick breakdown. Like, let me play this for a sec. So they hit that. I thought I had the, whatever. That's the first time they all hell breaks loose. The end of the song, they hit it again, but slower. Mm-hmm. And it's sludgier and like heavier. Still great fucking song. And repeating that riff, but lower. Dun, 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 Yeah catchy as fuck yeah that's it's a really good shift in you know pace because you can't you can't be sprinting all the time you know right right again dude not only were they cognizant of the song structure but they were cognizant of the album structure with where they play songs that's kind of the biggest thing with the end of this album is that it's very obviously supposed to be like the end Mm. you know so they were writing the album as an album not just as separate tracks which i feel like a lot of bands miss yeah But it's crazy though, too, because these songs don't like flow into each other. There's no like no, no. single story being told per se. Yeah, it's it's not like a concept album where you know it's one giant song broken up into tracks. They're all separate tracks, but the overall structure of the album makes sense cohesively too. Mm-hmm. Which I really appreciate that. I don't know as someone who like listened to full albums on a regular basis when one was like out of whack or just like they crammed the good songs in the first five and the second half was just horse shit. Yeah. You know, when an album does this where it's all like just again, cohesive and it flows, I really appreciate it. Yeah. Part of the reason why we love it, you know, cool. Frostbite track 11. So for me, frostbite gets a little bit more like, Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. I really like the intro. I think the intro sets it up very well. Um, it's a unique intro on the album, more melodic, but overall, I'm like, eh, this song's... Frostbite's the Road 23 of this album. I... Would you agree with me on that one? Well, I wouldn't say that this album would be better off without it. I Okay, I agree. But in response, every cool thing in this song has been done in another song before this. That's true. That's the only point I'm making, you know? Not but at, at the same song. time, like I wasn't bored listening. Exactly. Yeah. That's the difference. It's weird though, right? But the reason why you're not bored listening to this is because it's different from Dead Man's Chest. So you're coming off of this right. slow, sludgy song and then you hit Frostbite where you back into sick fucking fast riffs and guitar solos. Right. right. 
So they they differentiated enough from the first part of the album with Dead Man's Chest to to kind of refresh that style if you're going through it front to back, which we do. Horizons. So Horizons for me is is the one track where I'm like, okay, this one might not work specifically as well on its own. It's very mm-hmm. much so supposed to be the end. Yes. And it's written as such. You know, okay, bro. <laughs> Forget what I said about Carry On, dude. Forget what I said about Dead Man's Chest. Horizons is my favorite song on this album, dude. No, it's not. I fucking love this song. Actually. Seriously? No, I really do. Yeah. You like it more than Carry On? No, I'm. I'm <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, I'm joking about that. But I really, really fucking love this song. And you're right because I've listened to it without the context of the album, and it does not hit right on its own as much. Yeah, this is a fucking like progressive Parkway Drive song. Yeah, it is. You know what I, I mean? They start really, really low. This is what the beginning of it sounds like. So you have a good little bit of this kind of acoustic guitar with some pads and it's really airy and kind of open. Mm -hmm. And then it just slowly ramps the whole time. I don't know. It's definitely setting you up for like the epic conclusion. I don't know. It's very like cinematic in a way. You know what I mean? With that like acoustic guitar with the reverb opening um, mm-hmm. leading into like the meat of the song. Yeah. And then that long drawn out conclusion. Yeah. Yeah. So the whole time you're building up to this like big giant payoff. Right. Mm-hmm. And they're constantly switching between shit that's happening. So you have, again, it's chuggy and it's fast in different points. So it's kind of going back between then. One of the transitions sounds like this. Uh, check this out. So they just like stop like a chuggy kind of genty part with that guitar solo. Like mm-hmm. in time. Dun, 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 but it's also dun, dun, dun. It's very slow. They're like drawing out the notes more and there's an echo on Winston's vocals and they're mm-hmm. it's like less screamed. Mm-hmm. There's it's still harsh vocals, but it's more singing than screaming at that point. Yeah. You know, it's just great. It's you know, like, it's like narrating the end of a story in a way, man, you know, back when we did the bring me the horizon episode, the last track on that album was the only butterflies left will be the ones in your chest when you march to your death or whatever that song's called. Yeah. By the way, we fucking said the name of that song wrong in that episode. We did. I wrote it down, but I forgot the last part of it where you marched to your death. So I like corrected you on it. And then I was fucking wrong. <laughs> so <laughs> anybody else that listened and fucking caught that, you know, whatever. I it's think, okay. We said a lot of stuff wrong in the bring me the horizon episode. Yeah, dude, we kinda, <laughs> we're getting, we're trying to get better every day, right? Whatever. So horizons is to this album. What butterflies is to post human survival horror, mm. right? It's the big long ballad kind of drawn proggy song at the end. That's fucking beautiful and has an amazing payoff. And I was going to play it, but I've, since decided not to, because you just need to go listen to it. Yeah. And when you do reach the top of that mountain, it feels like you're getting hit by a mammoth, bro. It's so fucking just big and excellent. You know? Yeah. I don't know if you've never listened to horizons, you you're doing yourself a disservice. (laughs) This is, this is really a a great, great, great album. Just front to back. It's just like five or six different types of bangers that are arranged in a perfect way. I wish I could, I could recommend this album to people who don't like 
scream vocals. You know what I mean? Yeah, bro. I mean, I have so many people in my life who are like, I just don't like the screaming, which is I want to show you carry on and I want you to like it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I, just, I want you to know what I know about this. Yeah, yeah dude. I, like when I hear that intro so riff to carry on, I get goosebumps every time. Right. All right, bro. I think it's about time to wrap it up. We've been hanging out on this album for a hot minute. Uh, yeah. I love this fucking album. That's such a good album. Um, Banger front to back. If you've listened <laughs> to this album and you think that we're full of shit, let me know in the comments, bro. Hit me up on Instagram or send us an email at bangeralert at gmail.com. Bangeralertpodcast. Bangeralertpodcast at gmail.com. And we are bangeralertpodcast on Instagram. Uh, again, thank you so much for everybody who's followed us back and uh, Dude, yeah, is participating sick. in our posts. Thank you for liking our stuff. Um, yeah. And thank you for telling us what you guys like. We've gotten a ton of music suggestions. Yeah. Um, people reaching out. Uh, quick shout out. I meant to do this in the beginning. I forgot, but like quick shout out to my man, Stitchy Boy. He sent me a band called Darko US. Okay. Bro, they're heavy as fuck. <laughs> Sneak peek for a future episode. Uh, I really want to show you them. We're not going to do it this episode, obviously, but really fucking heavy band that, you know, somebody on Instagram sent me. Awesome. I'll talk more about it when we get there. Um, again, another shout out to Trauma Lanes. Thanks for sending us that song. Yeah. Really fucking good song, dude. Yeah. I'm going to be quoting that shit. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely going in, in my normal, like, hard rock rotation. Sure. And, Taylor, we got to remember, like, if, you know, you're listening to this, like, what the fuck is, how do I access that? We'll put links to the Spotify or links to the YouTube yep. for that in the description of this one as well. Um, yeah, we're going to start being better about linking the music that we're listening to mm-hmm. yeah, in, I, in the descriptions. I don't think we've done that. I've been like retroactively linking stuff. Like oh, I, that's good. That's I'll be cool. like listening to an episode, and like oh shit, and I like we forgot a link, and I'll go and drop it in. We're getting better, y'all. Apologies for the inconsistency. But yeah, either way, thank you so sick. much for listening. Um, this has been the Banger Alert Podcast. One more time, my name is Mitch. My name is Tanelo. And later, guys. See you. Oh, I forgot to tell you about uh, Hank, my my new pug friend. You got a new pug? Oh, fuck it, dude. I didn't even see him over there. You know those uh, those weird TikTok toys? Yeah. That- Is that the one that when you squeeze it, its eyes like pop out and shit? No, no, no. Oh, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I bought this on Amazon and I sent a video to Katie. I was like, so I just made a very intelligent purchase on Amazon and I just want to show this and I sent the video and basically <laughs> the end of the video was just me going. <laughs> <laughs>